Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. Hey, everyone. I hope you are having a productive and positive day. I'm Laura Brandeo, and on today's call, we have a dynamic woman that has proven that when you question why and come back with the answer, why not, it may take you to execute the change and take a leap of faith. So let's get to know Jen Maceda, the CEO of She's Local. Jen supports local women through accessible and meaningful digital media and live engagement events across the country. She's local conferences connect and inspire local women through relatable content, highlighting talented, brilliant women, entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts that are close to home. Her motto is, she's local, engage locally, and inspire at home. And I'm positively charged. We like to start at the beginning. So tell us, what was that pivotal moment when you realized it was your mission to create and build She's Local? Thanks for having me, Laura. My pivotal moment was when I was fired, terminated. It was a punch in the gut (laughs) that I'll never forget. And it is what I am most grateful for because it forced me to take my and think about what I really wanted to do. Uh, and it forced me to get out of a situation that I probably would not have left. I loved my job. I loved everything about it. I love the people that I work with. Uh, and it was, um, it was where I was comfortable. I knew what to do. I was good at what I did. And I would not have thought about leaving. But it was such a critical time for me to reflect on the work that I was doing and the parts of it that I loved. Uh, and so I did. It was before summertime. Uh, you know, I had been working 40, 50 hours a week, more than 40, <laughs> a lot of hours. Uh, as all of us do. Um, and I hadn't spent a lot of time with my kids and my family. And and I thought, you know, I'm going to take the time to, to really think about what my next role was going to be. Uh, I was an executive. Um, I was in a protected class uh, because of my age. I didn't feel very protected. I felt very vulnerable, uh, unsupported. Uh, but I had my family and I had my friends. And, uh, and I took the summer to hang out with my kids and, you know, spend more time with the family. And, um, and it was in doing that and taking that time, taking a pause in my career, um, that I thought, all right, I can either get back into what I'm good at, uh, you know, fundraising, organizational development, supporting nonprofits, um, or I can, or I can stretch myself and, and do something 
that I know I love working with women. I know I want to be doing something in support of women. Uh, and so um, I actually did both, which is sort of funny. I, I started interviewing at jobs, again, executive level jobs that were um, very similar to the job that I had been doing because, again, I knew what to do. I was good at it. I could just step in and I could lead and, and I would feel comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something really typical for women. Uh, we step into what we're comfortable because then it allows us to succeed and excel rather than doing something new where we're not really sure if we have all the, all the pieces to be able to succeed at it. Um, so I interviewed for jobs and, and I all kept thinking, you know, it's got to be something new. It's got to be something in support of just women. It has to be, you know, I found myself in such a vulnerable position. I didn't want other women to, to ever find themselves in the same position and to not feel supportive and, and engaged in the community. Uh, so the last interview I did, uh, I was actually sitting across from four women um, it was at a public health institute because that's really my background, community and public health. And um, and they asked me a typical question, interview question, why do you want this job? And I almost laughed out loud. I said, you know, I apologize for wasting your time, uh, but I don't want this job. Wow. <laughs> and I, wow. That's a I big deal. <laughs> They were so floored and probably a, a lot angry, <laughs> but, but I said, you know, you know, I, I, I know what I want to do. Um, and it, it, it has a lot to do with women. So I hope that you will follow me and you'll, you know, you'll come to whatever my, my, uh, my next path is or my new path. Um, but this is not for me and I'm sorry to take up your time. Um, uh, but I recognize that now and, um, and, uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And I walked out of there, uh, and you know, around the same time I was given a ticket cause again, I had lost my job. So I, I wasn't going to afford anything or, uh, I wasn't going to spend on myself. Right. Um, because I felt guilty doing that, which was another thing that yeah, that's, that a woman, been, that's a woman, that's a woman trait. That, that internal talk, right? Yes. Um, so I was given a ticket to a very large conference, 11,000 women strong uh, and some men. And, um, and it was so inspiring. And I thought, this is amazing. Here I am. I had to travel 45 minutes in. Uh, it's a $250, $300 ticket that I wasn't going to be able to afford, but somebody had given to me. I spent $30 on parking. I was away from the family. I was really nervous about how I was going to get back home to pick up the kids off the bus because, mm -hmm. again, there's, I couldn't afford childcare. So, uh, so I, I was sitting at this conference, and in a breakout, there were two women in front of me, one of whom was from the community where I live. And I thought, why the hell did I drive all the way into the city to listen to this woman who's from my own community and is amazing. Right. Why isn't there a local platform where we don't have to leave our family for hours and hours at a time? It can be close to home. Why can't we highlight the women that are in our community who are doing amazing things? Why can't we bring together a local network to support each other, a smaller, more personal network 
that is the women that you're going to see at the grocery store and at the soccer field and at the coffee shop. And, and, uh, and that's what I did. Uh, I started in 2016, the Metro West conference for women. I called six of my friends that I'd been working with for the past 20 years in our community. And I said, this is something that every local community needs. Let's start here. And we did, we're going into our fourth year. It's sold out every year, 650 women and a few brave dudes come. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and and we highlight local women we inspire local women we connect local women um you know two years into that one conference uh, and the su- success of that conference we then la- launched our national brand she's local and we developed these local conferences live engagement experiences in local communities highlighting local women i love that I love that. And, and all about that. Okay. Number one, that feeling of losing a job. I mean, especially right now in this period of time that we're in, there's lots of people that are going through a change in the season, right? So that first initial shock of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And then, like you said, you went into, I know what, I'm going to go back to the comfort of what I know, I'm good at what I do, right? I'm an executive level. I'm going to jump into this. And then having that pivotal moment again, that kind of that spark that happened where you said, I could do that, but honestly, that's not what I want to do. And then as you're kind of just out in the universe saying, well, I'm open, right? I'm kind of open and accepting to whatever's coming my way. And that moment in time when you went to that conference and realized, wait a minute, there's a better way to do this. There's some other way that I can tweak this and and make it my own. And then you execute it. So you had so many different Um, things that got you to that point, which I think in life, we all have those moments. And there's some that kind of go on that path. Most will go back to the comfort of going backwards to this is what I've always done. So I'm going to go back that way. I think especially right now with all of us having to adapt to change, right? No matter what business, no matter what industry, no matter where you live in the country, we're all adapting to change. I think this is a great topic and discussion today for us to to speak about we are going to have to adapt and make these changes and look around for ways that we can come together, ways that we can collaborate, ways that we can learn from each other, ways we can support each other and be able to grow through this, right? So what do you ultimately look to accomplish with She's Local? Like what is literally like that mission of this is what I want to provide? I want women to realize that the amount of opportunity is already located close to home. I want them to know that there is a network close to home. There are customers, there are relationships, there are products and services, there are resources. 
and it's all close to home. There's this idea that I have to go into the big city or I have to travel far in order for it to be quality or value or worthwhile. And that's not true. I, you know, I found two kids, um, they are 10, 12, and I find that I don't get to know their parents. I know their kid's name, and I know that they are the parent of that child, but right. I have no idea what they do. I don't know their profession. I don't know their talent. I, I don't know that much about them. And I feel in suburbia, that is typical. That is typically what happens. You yes. know the dog's name, and you know the kid's name, but you yep. have no idea what the parent is doing. Um, and it's all around us. Uh, you know, is in the first year when we started, we had a phenomenal global speaker. Her name's Dr. Patty Fletcher. She's become a great friend of mine. And I met her through a neighbor, uh, you know, close to home. And she lives in the same community where I live. And you know what she said to me? I travel all over the world, speaking to hundreds and thousands of people in, in so many different groups, but I've never spoken in my own community, right in my backyard, because there's nothing that exists that brings us all together in one place and highlights the passion and the talent of local women. So I want that to happen first. And then I want She's Local to be in every local community across the country where women don't have to travel far. They can make those strong connections close to home. They can find all the relationships that they need to move them along whatever path they choose for themselves. And I want She's Local to be relatable. You know, we see a lot of rock stars, women that have, uh, you know, are nationally recognized recognized, um, who are living very different lives. You know, when, when we think about being quarantined, uh, being quarantined in a mansion is probably different than yeah. being quarantined in a one bedroom, one, one bath apartment. If you're so lucky to have a home right now, right? So I want these platforms to be relatable and relevant to local women because the story of resiliency and success can happen in, but from your neighbor. So why yeah. don't we learn from her who's living in the exact same community and is starting new businesses and, and they are the ones that can hire us, learn from them, and we can help support them. Uh, that's my goal. Right. And I think that's a wonderful goal. And, and from somebody that I travel around and speak also, and it's funny, I have never spoken locally. Never. Not once. <laughs> See? So, see? yes. So I can tell you, I've been on stage at the Bellagio in front of thousands of people, but no one in my local community has ever seen me. So it's exactly what you just said. Um, it is a new age concept, so to speak, because um, you don't hear of that. You don't see that connection. And I agree with you. It's very, very relatable to, like you said, you know, I, I was on a call yesterday in my industry and somebody was speaking about um, their children can't deal with the fact of being in quarantine, like you said, in San Francisco or in New York City in this, you know, studio apartment with just one room and a bathroom. And they're literally having mental health issues because of it. And like you said, is that they're 
relating, they're trying to relate to people that have a nice backyard and they're living in this space that they can have their own home office. And you're right. It's a loss of connection and they're struggling with, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. You're not in the same boat. And you're correct. When you put people together locally and you're in that same situation, then you say, you know what? They do understand. They do know what it's like to start a business in my area or what it's like to deal with winters, right? I mean, I know you're in the Boston area. You know, we understand winter, which maybe out in California, they're like, what are you talking about? It's great to do business in February. You know, it's wonderful. So, I mean, yes, it's going to be different to people. And I think that's awesome. And I, I honestly have not seen anything like this. I don't know if there is. Is there, Jen? Is there? any other organization like it there is not great there there is not we we are the first there are a lot of women's conferences uh but there are none that are tailor-made for local communities so i'm very proud of the work that we're doing and we're all volunteers this is a, a passion project of ours that has just taken hold of local communities and and we're really grateful that women are inviting us in That's awesome. Now, how did you market it? Like you said, you sell out, you know, you have all your seats taken and everybody kind of banded together. How did you, what was your marketing strategy? How did you go out and and get people excited to come into this? Yeah, well, we we use social media. Mm -hmm. um, And then, uh, you know, that was really our first understanding where our women are Mm -hmm. and how can we reach them. Um, So there are a lot of networks within our area. When we first started Troas, we tapped into mom's networks and, uh, um, you know, really presented it business networks because it's not our our work is is about any topic and any issue that women are facing right now. not business focused. It's not industry focused. It's um, it's for all women, all walks of life, whatever path they're choosing. Um, so we we went to find them, uh, and then we asked them what they what they were interested in learning about at these local conferences. Because again, just customized. So we held these large open forums. We call them open meetings, where women would come and meet each other and talk about. You know, it was a first opportunity to really talk about some of the barriers uh, in front of other women. And that was, it's incredibly inspiring to have a conversation about um, what's impacting your, your life. Uh, and then being able to see that on the stage in your own local conference, because people, people then submit, again, they have to be women from that local community. They submit speaker applications to talk on the subjects that women care about. So it's a real, it's a real mastery of, um, of asking the question, find out what, what your customer needs, right? Mm-hmm. Where is your customer going and, and being relatable and relevant and open, open to anyone that's interested in communicating with us. They can find us on our website. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram. So all, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, and then answering those comments and those, you know, when they come, we thank them for coming, being yep. really grateful and open um, uh, and responsive. Uh, yep. That's another real key. Um, but we had zero marketing dollars when we started this. We just started a, a face, free Facebook page, right? Uh, and then just started to post content that was relevant and relatable to our audience. That's um, awesome. So we have a great following. We now have, yeah, we now have four, four different platforms. 
you know, she's local is in Metro West, we're in South Shore, we're in Miramac Valley, and now we're in Pioneer Valley. So um, slowly moving our way around New England and, and, uh, and hopefully to New Jersey. Hopefully. There you go. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm very curious. What were some of the topics? Share with us. What were some of the things Absolutely. that women wanted to hear about? Yes. So uh, within personal prosperity, um, how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, okay. um, how to ask for, ask for what you're worth, Negotiation. Um, professional <laughs> success, uh, how, to, how to find the, the right resource that'll get you your next job or uh, how to change your LinkedIn, you know, some things oh. that, that you should think about um, on your personal uh, profiles. Um, health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, women's bodies. Let's mm-hmm. talk about um, how, how to eat better, how to fit um, physical activity into your lives. Uh, and then family. Um, you know, how to, how to talk to your kids in a way that they will actually hear you and pay attention. Um, how to have better relationships, uh, how to get out of relationships, um, uh, how to, how to find the resources so that you can meet somebody that has your same affinity, uh, whether you, whether you are, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, how to find those groups and make those connections. Wow. That's great. And all of those are amazing topics and, and listen, for everybody, for everyone, right? for everyone and for, for humans, right. For everyone. And I will tell you, I mean, over the last, you know, couple of years, especially, especially the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's because I've noticed more or because it's actually happening, but I will tell you that I'm, I'm watching this migration, so to speak, of women coming together and being very supportive and honest with what they are in need of. You know, for many, many years, I mean, when I was coming up through the ranks within the business world, you didn't discuss it. You went through I'm a superwoman. I'm super mom. I'm super wife. I'm super worker. I'm super leader. I'm super everything. And we don't discuss anything other than I'm super everything. And now it's thankfully over the last few years, you're hearing more women come to grips with the fact of, you know what? it's kind of hard to be super everything. (laughs) You know, some days I'm not super wife and mother, but I'm super, you know, team member. And then other days I'm super mom and, and maybe I'm not a super team member, but I really try to balance all of it. And while being healthy and while being strong and while being mentally prepared, and it's been wonderful to watch this change that's coming to the the effect of stop listening to your self-talk. Stop, you know, listening to that little voice telling you, no, you have to be super everything because that's not feasible. That's not reality. But you know what? You can be the best you can be, whatever that best is. And I really do... um, Kudos to you and your organization for taking that execution, that leap of faith to say, you know what, this is what the world needs right now. And I'm going to do this. And it's scary. It's the unknown. And with that, once again, more unknown, how are you adapting 
in this world of Zoom meetings and and quarantine, what is your thoughts as far as okay, so you've you've built this great organization and you're doing all these in-person events and now you're like, okay, all right, we're going to adapt, we're going to make some change. How are you? What are your thoughts on that? Yes. I think it took me probably a good week to a week and a half to um to to think about how we were going to pivot how we were going to serve our women uh and and after that i have just built on the excitement of changing our model so that we can be i mean the mission is we become accessible i mean yeah. Can you imagine the level of accessibility going virtual with every conference platform? Awesome. I just think, you know, we're we're limited when we do in-person events. We were limited before because we could only hold yep. as many women as the hotel in that local community would allow us to hold. So, you know, we we tapped out at 650 people only because of the constraints of the building which is incredible to me, right? So now there is no constraint of a building. Uh, we will still bring the same level of accessibility to, you know, tenfold yep. now because you, we won't need to, to limit anything, really. We won't need to limit the keynotes. We won't need to limit the breakout sessions. Um, I'm more excited about going virtual than, than I have ever been. Uh, you know, and in the interim, we have these 30 minute booths here. Uh, we've been hosting these 30 minutes really quick. Anyone can jump in interactive, which is very different from other platforms. Uh, and they're free, completely free, no cost. Again, you know, our conferences are at a low price point, $52 for a full day conference that includes breakfast, lunch, free wine uh you know coffee as much coffee as you can drink that is, that's so very fast. very inexpensive um, jen <laughs> that's very well, reasonable we can only do that so it's 52 dollars because it's 52 dollars a week to invest in yourself right um and the way that we do it is through the support of big businesses and the and the small businesses the entrepreneurs in each local community who want to get in front of this huge audience right right so it's the only place where you can see 650 women at one time in one local community and all businesses, no matter how big they are, really want to get in front of the local women who are the purchasers yeah. of healthcare, cars, uh, you know, products and services. They are the, the decision maker. They're holding the, the checkbook and the purse strings. So, you know, that... Pivoting has not been an issue uh, for us. Um, we have a great team that is constantly thinking about ways to support women. And when when you approach a business, thinking about how are you in service to your customers? How are you in service to the people that have been following you and supporting you? This is really the way that we're doing it. These 30-minute lunchtime booths are on Wednesdays and Fridays. 
anyone can jump into it. It's on, it's a Zoom call that is interactive. So you get to ask questions of the experts that we have. We've had people, in fact, this Friday, we're talking about relationships and they're all, if you miss them, they're all on YouTube too. Um, and, and you can ask questions about, we had a, a book curator on the other day and she was listing off books that people people want to read now oh, because that's great. You know, they have time to read. Yeah. Fantastic. A relationship coach. Um, we've had a happiness, instant happiness coach that talks about mindset. Uh, we've had social media experts that jump in and tell you about how you can present yourself authentically and brand your business. Uh, again, any topic and any issue um, we will have women that are experts from the local community come on and share their knowledge and share their experience. And what's so great is they know that they're giving something for free. They know their worth and they know their value and they know that they're giving something to local women to keep everything accessible and supportive. But what happens is when they come on the show, they then get a stronger following. Of course. And I think sometimes people forget, you know, I, 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 we ask for MCs and keynotes every year and some of them uh, charge what what they are worth and they are worth every penny of it absolutely uh, but sometimes recognizing that this platform is so big and so strong with the following of the women who are fully engaged in our work uh, they forget that the value of that matches the value of their typical paycheck that they get right um, so you know we're, we're grateful for everyone that's that supported it and, and made this happen because I don't do anything alone I do it because of women like you, Laura, who are always looking for ways to support other women and make that strong connection. Uh, and I'm grateful to you as well. Well, you're kudos, kudos again. And, and you know, it's interesting what I found about women. Women think very different than men when it comes to making a purchase decision, right? What happens with psychologically, they say that men will make that decision like this, but women actually analyze and women actually look at the big picture. Now, the importance about that is that women are also, they will stay with that decision much longer. So to, going back to your supporters and the local communities of businesses that realize the value, it's very important that to be able to get 650 women, 6,000 women, whatever the number is, and be able to get in front of them, once the women find value and connection to that business, they will continue to stick with them much longer than the men will. So That's it's actually right. extremely advantageous. Yes, there's much more. Now, women take a little longer to analyze it, though. They're not as quick, but once they're in, yep. they're loyal. So, that's and that's, right. and that's the, that's another, um, pat on the back for your organization, because as women, we also look for value and considering that you're year over year growing and, and having these successful events and now going virtual and continuing this platform and pivoting, that is just a testament to you and your team as far as the value you are providing, because once again, Women will stick with as long as there is value to be able to grow and show that connection. If there's not value, then 
They're not going to stick with it. So you are absolutely 100% providing value. And I know, and I already know, I'm not saying I think, I know that you will be across the country in local markets all the way across. I know that you will accomplish this mission. And mainly because, you know, it's, it's interesting. The other day I interviewed someone and the discussion was, we, one of the, the questions was about passion. And people always say to me, Laura, you have energy, a passion for something. And I can tell you have it too. And what this person said, I, I want to share with you because he said, you know, people think that passion is, you know what? I was a great basketball player in high school and I'm going to become a professional basketball player because I love basketball. Well, the odds of someone becoming a professional basketball player it's probably small, right? It's not many people are going to accomplish that. And because they had a passion, right? They, they wanted to do that. But the real passion comes from whatever you're doing, putting your passion into it. It's not so much, it's not one thing. It's not, well, I want to be a singer. And if I don't become a singer, then I lose my passion. No, you br- you're bringing your passion to this organization because you believe in it and you were able to take your skill and your knowledge from your past executive role to be able to put all that passion into this because you want to share it with the world and with other women. And that's wonderful. That's I probably one of the gifts you're trying to share, I would, Im- I would imagine. Absolutely. 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 I, I find myself fortunate. I, you know, I, I get to talk to women like you. Uh, I get to learn from women like you. Um, I feel like I have the best job in the world. I'm very lucky. Isn't that great? We feed off each other, right? As if you put all the women together and you, you share those gifts, that is a beautiful thing, right? That, that is a force to that's be right. reckoned with, right? That, that's what Agreed. that is. That's agreed. We're stronger together. That's I agree. A hundred percent. Now I want to actually go down that road. What do you see with women and coaching, mentoring, collaboration, what do you see in terms of your experience of what you've seen relationally? And have you seen those connections happen? Um, do you recommend it? Do you what what are your thoughts about that? I think it's happening more than ever. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Women are understanding that they can't, they don't want to be everything. Yeah, they, I guess they could be. Uh, they would probably have to, to, um, uh, you know, not be great at at something, right? right? We, we, something's got to give, um, whether it's your health, (laughs) whether it's your family, whether it's your job, uh, you know, keeping those balls in the air is something that we're great at because we have a mind that's able to compartmentalize and, um, and really think about so many things at one time and, and keep everything. It's one of the of, of being a woman. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many of them. Uh, but I think in realizing and recognizing that we can, uh, we can find strength in others is, is really something that, that is happening more and more often. Uh, I see a lot of coaches and they are all uh, trying to distinguish themselves from one another. Um, and they do a great job of uh, sort of targeting their specific focus. Um, so as a woman who might be interested in uh, starting a business, you could find someone that has that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, level of expertise um, 
and find that that support. Um, so I, I recommend, as I would recommend talking to to a mentor, I would recommend finding a coach that um, that uh, that really brings out the best in you. And I think we do that in relationships way, or we should be doing that in relationships. Um, no matter if it's a girlfriend or a, you know a boyfriend or a husband or whatever, a wife, um, we should be finding those people that bring out the best. And we should be distancing ourselves, those that bring out the worst. And that's really something that, that I've learned sort of recently, um, you know, within the, within the time that I've been doing this work. Um, because there, there are women that approach us um, as a way to expand their business. And granted, we do expand businesses. Um, but again, it's, it's finding somebody that has the same mentality, that has this same mission that has the same focus that we do of, of giving and collaborating and, and, um, and, and understanding that it is a, it is a give and take. And, and sometimes you're giving more in order to be able to advance in whatever path that you've chosen. Uh, but I see more collaboration now than I did when, you know, I was, I was starting out, uh, at in business. Um, and I've worked for corporations, I've worked for governments, um, and, and I always had to, you know, I was an executive. Uh, I always had to, to think about how I could compete against someone, um, a woman, because they would only allow one woman. One seat at the table. In, there's only one seat at the table. Yeah. You know, so the mindset was always, well, I got to make sure that I am uh, early. I, I stay late. I, you know, I, because that you're constantly looked at or you were looked at as, all right, we're only going to let one in guys. So that one needs to be better than all of us. Um, and that, you know, that weighs heavily yeah. uh, on someone. And so I, I was unfriendly. I was unsupportive. I was, uh, I was constantly in competition. Uh, I was thinking of ways that I could advance myself um, because I was scared of losing my position. It all comes from fear. Um, and, you know, it, being let go, again, was so freeing Wow! Uh, because I was no longer in competition with anyone. <laughs> right. I, right. I was completely jettisoned. Uh, all that competing and all that struggling and, you know, all that all that hard work and all the time away from my family. Um, got me, got me to nowhere, really. I mean, I had a lot of great experiences, um, and, and I made some great connections, uh, but I wasn't advancing forward as a decent human being. Right. You had a, because you had to give up too much to gain. Like it wasn't worth, and it's interesting what you just described. I recently learned there's a name for that. Okay. Which I, I'm a hundred percent relating to you because that was my career also. So I'm, I'm 100% on board. It's actually called Queen Bee Syndrome. Okay. And it's not necessarily a syndrome like imposter syndrome, but they call it Queen yeah. Bee because we came up through the ranks believing what you just said. We have That's to right. work twice as hard. We, can, we don't have any time to socialize. That's we can't right. build relationships. All we can do is work, 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 work to prove ourselves because if we don't, yeah. we might not get the seat at the table. And That's right. I guess I will tell you two things. One, because now I know what it's called, 
I'm almost like on a mission to go out to all the women that felt that way. And there's most of us that got to an executive level can relate to this um, and tell them it's okay. And we understand because I don't think people were speaking again. No one was speaking about this and now it's coming out in the open. So now it's okay. It's, it's okay to speak about it. And the second thing is my mission as well as yours, I bet, is to help the generation behind yes, to realize absolutely. there is not just one seat at the table anymore. There's That's as right. many seats as you are qualified That's for right. and as That's many right. opportunities as you put yourself forward to get them. And you don't have to give up your family life, your your relationships right. in the office, your be who you are because you are the best you that will ever be in the whole world. And you bring such value to that table that if they don't recognize it, then maybe that's not the right table. Move to the next that's one. That's right. That's right. It says more about them than it does about you. That's you right. On something too that, uh, you know, don't, don't come in as someone else. And I right. made this mistake as well. I thought, well, if I'm going to be in a leadership position, I have to be more like a man and I have to be a real we all did. You know, <laughs> know what? And yes, absolutely. And I have to not have any feelings and I have to speak in a really rough way and talk like a sailor and <laughs> all of those characteristics that were not me. Yeah. And that was something else that happened. I left there and then I took, I could finally breathe and I could finally learn what I needed for myself to be me because I lost that. I completely lost it. Uh, and, and to think that that didn't come back in my family, you know, I spent 50 hours a week out there to, to think that that didn't have an, an impact on my family is completely false. You know, you might think that, okay, I, I step out of the that door and I step into this one and I can, I can finally become this, you know, new person. That's not what happens when you begin to model and practice something that is not you, but that is this, you know, epitome of, of strength and, and uh, fortitude. Um, you, you completely lose your sense of your identity. It's your identity. That's right. You've taken on another identity and it is very freeing. Um, It's probably the most glorious feeling to truly be yourself. And speaking for myself, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I finally realized who I truly was because I got to that point where I was kind of like, all right, I built this company. Now I can actually be me. You know, and you're right. It's extremely freeing. It's extremely, that weight is kind of off your shoulder of, all right, I'm here. And it's a glorious stage that I know for me, I love teaching others how to get to that point. I love watching the metamorphosis like a butterfly. It's literally coming out of the cocoon and realizing you don't have to mask who you are. You don't have to be that woman, that man, that anything. You don't have to be any of those people because 
You are what got you where you are, not the mask that you wear. So take the mask off. Be you. Because again, it goes back to if it's not the right table, move to another table. And when you sit at that table that feels right, that loves you for you, you will feel glorious. Yes. You said it. There we go. All right, Jen, tell us how everybody can find you, how everybody can connect to She's Local, how they can watch the videos, how they can do the 30-minute lunchtime boost. Tell everybody in the audience how they can do that. Okay, they can go to she'slocal.org. And we have our lunchtime boost up in the navigator. Just click that register. All you need to do is submit your email. And every day before the boost at five o'clock, you'll get a link and you can come and join us and interact and ask questions. Um, We are going to be uh, selling tickets to our either virtual or in-person conference. Um, So if they head to the website they'll be able to get all information about each one of our different conferences and how they will be pivoting uh to virtual um we'll probably do a combination if we are even allowed to to bring that many people together um after quarantine is over so um we're so excited to continue to support um the website is the, the best place to go but also Find me on LinkedIn. I love linking in with people and sharing my network. That's just a passion of mine as well. Uh, And we're also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, And there's always some great content that's coming out on each one of those platforms. So uh, find She's Local and find all those local places. And if you don't have a She's Local platform in your community, reach out to us. We will have a conversation with anyone that's looking to support the women in their own community and build something really wonderful and inspiring for all women close to home. That is awesome. Well, you are amazing. Your organization is incredible. We wish you all the best. I know this pivot probably is going to be a grander opportunity for you and for She's Local. So we certainly will be watching and supporting you and your entire team. And thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at Positively Charged Podcast. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.